You're listening to the Carterville Church Life Podcast. I love our church family, and I hope that you do too. Our goal is that the episodes of this podcast would keep us connected and focused while we're scattered for our week on missions together. I hope that you're blessed by what you hear today. Hey, church family, welcome back to the podcast. So we are reading the 23rd Psalm together on Sundays. I'm preaching my way through it, and I love that passage. I bet you do too. It's one of those familiar chapters of Scripture, and it's familiar for a reason. It's extremely powerful, very useful. So as we tune into the podcast today, I want to talk about one concept that kind of stems out of Sunday's sermon. First, let me take a second to read the 23rd Psalm with you. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. The 23rd Psalm. One of the most powerful thoughts for me of what we talked about on Sunday is this one phrase, I shall not want. So the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. The idea of contentment, that David saw himself in God's care with the result that he did not have desires that were unmet. Now, let's be clear. We're not talking about wealth. We're not talking about prosperity. David's not pretending that if somebody follows God, there's nothing on their wish list that they won't have. God is extremely generous. He's a very benevolent father. He blesses his kids, but that's not what David meant. I think a lot uh, I think a lot of what's carried here sounds to me like Matthew chapter 6, where Jesus taught us that if we seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, these other things that we need, food, clothing, these things will be added to us as well, and so many other things. But David had learned to trust God. David had learned that if he followed God's path, the Lord would grant him the things that he needed, and David's heart could be still in God's presence. So let's talk about this idea of fence walkers. So fence walking is a nickname. It's a modern one. It's probably not anything that David would have ever thought about in their day where where sheep would have roamed free. But a fence walker is a cow or a goat or a sheep that is constantly walking the borders, the boundaries of the fence. They're looking for weak spots, places where the fence is compromised, where there's a hole or a tear, where they can get out. Because a a fence-walking animal, whether it's a sheep or a goat or a cow or what have you, is constantly looking for a way to get out. They are convinced that the grass is greener on the other side. No matter what the master has provided, no matter what the shepherd has given them in the boundaries of their fence, they're wondering what's out there, what's on the other side. Well, I wonder if sometimes I'm a fence walker in God's kingdom. And it's one thing for a sheep pinned up in a rancher's land to want out, but it's another thing entirely for a person who is deeply loved by God to want something outside the will of God. It's kind of a tragedy, really, if you think about it, for me or you to be discontent with God's plan for our life. 
And I'm not saying that we should be content with where we are today. No, we should be transformed into the image of Jesus, chasing after that for which Jesus Christ has taken hold of us. Like We should absolutely be pursuing Christ, not, not satisfied, not content, not settled with our spiritual growth. But let's be honest, most of the time when you and I are fence walking, we're not fence walking because of spiritual dissatisfaction. We're fence walking because we need somebody else to notice us. We want something that God isn't giving us, from young people that want popularity or status or success to adults who are achieving things in the workplace but want more recognition or more status. And I, I, I don't know about you, but I know that for me, when I read through the scriptures, I see that true godliness with contentment is great gain, 1 Timothy 6. And I see that covetousness seems to be the root of all kinds of evil. Let's walk it through. Go back to the first pages of the Bible. Adam and Eve are in the Garden of Eden, and yet they cannot be content. God gives them every tree from the garden except the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. God has perfectly provided for his people, and he's given them one boundary. And yet with one boundary set in place, they could not be content. And I wonder if we translate that to you and to me, I wonder if we're the same. You know, the Ten Commandments ends with a commandment against covetousness, that we would not look at somebody else's possessions or family and desire it for ourselves, that we would not allow a root of jealousy and envy to take place in our heart, that we would root it out, and that we would be content. Yeah, it turns out to me that covetousness really does seem to be the root of all kinds of evil. In the book of Romans, when Paul the Apostle is talking about the way that sin awoke in our hearts, he talks about how covetousness was born, that he didn't know what it was to sin until the law said, do not covet, and then covetousness was alive. And it seems like that's the case. God gives us a boundary, and covetousness awakes. But how differently would our lives go if you and I could be content if we could rest in the shepherd, if we could desire the kingdom of God first, foremost, and only, and allow God to add to this the things that he wants us to lead, the places he wants us to serve, the things that he wants to do. And so what I want to do with this podcast is I want to encourage you and I to hang up our days of fence walking, to stop thinking the grass would be greener on the other side, to be content in God's care, to want what he wants for our lives, to shift our gaze from material things and accolades and look to Christ, who's seated at the right hand of God, and fix our mind on Him, that you and I could live out the truth of the first line of the shepherd's psalm, that the Lord could be our shepherd and you and I would not want. So church family, as we pursue contentment, I pray that God would grant you great grace to see His will for your life, to find the peace that passes understanding when you rest in your Heavenly Father. Thanks for tuning in today. Church family, I love you. God bless you.